This is our fourth session on Colossians 3, 1-4. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. That's what I want us to focus on. Christ is somewhere seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Father, it is an awesome thing to ponder that your Son, Jesus Christ, is alive. He's alive in a location above. He is the God-man, and he's at your right hand, and he's sitting down. Would you show us from your word what these things should signify to us, how they should affect our faith? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what struck me as I pondered what to do next in this series on verses 1 to 4 is that when I read where Christ is, the is just jumped out at me and struck me. He's alive. This God-man Jesus Christ is alive. And make, make no mistake, he is a man. He died. With you, with Christ, you died. You died with Christ. So Christ has died. God doesn't die. Humans die. When we say the Son of God died, we mean God, united with man in his human nature, died in that sense. So he is a real man, and he died, and then he was raised, and now he is. He lives above. And the word where just struck me like he's really somewhere, because even though God is spirit, and spirits don't have dimension, they're not spatial, Jesus is not mere spirit. He has a body. I remember one time dealing with a very well-known Christian who thought Jesus laid his body down and never took it up again. Look at Philippians 3, 20 and 21. Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself. He is above in a body. Let's let this sink in. It's like saying he's in New York, or Sydney, Australia, or Buenos Aires, or Beijing, or London. He's real, and he's the God-man. In him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily just a few verses earlier in Colossians. So let, let the reality of Christ right now just sink in. He's real. 
He's alive. He has a body. He's a person. He's more personal, more fully human than anyone you know. He's just as real as somebody in the next room or on the street. So, Christ is above. Now, where is above? What does that mean? Seated at the right hand of God. He is invisible, isn't he? We would love to see him when he appears, when Christ, who is your life, appears. So Paul is very conscious of the fact that for now, we can't see him. We'd love to see him. We will see him. But right now, seated here, we can't see him. He is seated at the right hand of God. What does it mean to be at the right hand of God? Probably most of us would say, and I think rightly, well, the right hand is more honored than the left hand. It's a place of honor. Let's let Hebrews 1.3 press that on us. Christ is the radiance of the glory of God. He is the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. Now, he did all of that before he was incarnate, before he was the God-man. As the second person of the Trinity, as the Son of God, he was the very radiance of God, the very imprint of his nature. He was very God, a very God. But after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. There was a superiority and an excellency added to these excellencies because he made purification for sins. So sitting down at the right hand of the majesty is a way of adding honor to honor in this superiority over angels and this greater excellence because this name he inherited is Savior and Lord as the God-man. So it's a place of great honor for the God-man, Christ, to be at the right hand of God. What else does it signify? What is seated at the right hand add to being at the right hand? Jesus' most quoted psalm was Psalm 110. He loved it, he quoted it, and here's the way he quoted it. In Matthew 22, Jesus said to them, How is it then that David, he's going to refer to Psalm 110, verse 1, in the Spirit, Jesus believed that the Psalms were inspired by the Spirit, calls him Lord. David calls the Messiah Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord. So David calls the Messiah Lord, and this is God Yahweh calls him Lord, and says, Sit at my right hand 
until I put your enemies under your feet. So God summons the Messiah, whom Jesus claims to be, to his right hand and signifies that its meaning is every enemy is coming under his feet. The right hand of God is a place not of serving God, but reigning with God over enemies. So the right hand is a place of reigning with God over the enemies of Messiah and God. What else? Hebrews 10, 12. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. It's as if to say the sitting was the signification of the completeness and finishedness of this single sacrifice. The seated nature of Jesus, that is, the seated place of Jesus at the right hand of God, signifies the decisiveness of this work of a single sacrifice. And that includes not only the forgiveness of sins, but decisively defeating the enemies. Remember back in Colossians 2.15, he disarmed the rulers and authorities, put them to an open shame by triumphing over them in him on the cross. So that decisive work was a defeat of the rulers and authorities so that even though they are now being fought and will be brought into absolutely complete and nullified submission, that fight is virtually over. You can see that in 1 Peter 3.22. Jesus Christ has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers having been subjected to him. So even though he is now putting all his enemies under his feet, they are under his feet, and the victory is assured. All of that signified by our Christ, our Savior, our Lord Jesus, in whom is hidden our life, is at the honored place at the right hand of God. He is seated there, signifying reign, not service, of God. He's reigning with God, not serving God. He is the God-man, and he has finished decisively his saving work and the defeat of the devil, and thus his sitting signifies the completeness of the work. So we have great cause to rejoice that we know this Christ, that we have him as our Savior, that our life is hidden with him, and we'll talk more about that.